Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and I'm back this week with a brand new podcast on a brand new subject. This week, I'm speaking about The Big Les Show. And for those who don't know about The Big Les Show, you may be saying, what are you talking to me? What are you talking to me? And I will say, <laughs> the, uh, the show itself is probably one of the uh, best parts of the internet where freedom of artisti- art- artistry and design and just imagination runs wild. It's also one of the best uh, shows to watch uh, in state of highness, shall we say. <laughs> you fucking drugger. And it's also one of those shows that I hold as a genius. It's made by uh, Jared and the Lads, uh, based in Australia. Uh, the show itself depicts like multiple different characters within a small town in Australia, in the middle of nowhere, where they get on uh, a bunch of adventures uh, through drugs, alcohol, shenanigans, and the show itself is brilliant because it, it just takes something as silly as like Sasquatches and whatever Clarence is um, <laughs> to, to like Mark Nolan who is just like a, a postman slash cashy who is in the middle of like this small town and happens to be able to keep up with the drug addicted Sasquatches and just is is just as cool as Big Les. Big Les, the main character being Leslie Mackerel, who has just like happens to come from outer space from a planet called Kingdom Come or Kingdom Cumians as they come from like the names and the like backstories behind these characters are hilarious, fantastic. Um, the like some of the backstory, like some of the background characters themselves are, are brilliant, but we'll get into those a little bit later. Some of the, my favorite quotes being like, What are you talking to me? What are you talking to me? Uh, from Sassy, like, which is just put in the first episode of the show itself. And you've also got You Fucking Drago. You Fucking Drago. Who, you know, when you're. I remember discovering this show. Thanks to a friend who I was, one of my mates on my computer science course introduced it to me back all the way in the beginning of, I want to say, either end of 2016 or the beginning of 2017. And it was, just blew my mind. Blew my mind because of how funny it was, because of how, like, ingenious some of the characters were. And I was just, I'll happily watch this show so Fucking pussy! (laughs) A lot of people love to watch it high or drunk or whatever you want to do. But, like, for me personally, it's just such a fun show to watch. Mainly because I love hearing the Australian accent in, in, in that sort of way. It's not native at all. That's not what people sound like. Or maybe it is what certain parts of Australia sound like, and I've just not met them yet. Uh, it does remind me of a bogan I once met in the middle of nowhere in a paintballing event in, like, just outside well i want to say just outside it's it was in the south australia area and he was like living in a a a caravan in like this totally 
outback area where there apparently there were rattlesnakes and like the only thing he had was like a paintballing uh, center next door to him it's just crazy and that's what big les and the lads remind me of is just like that sort of like typical outback slash crazy lifestyle maybe maybe jared and the lads didn't mean to depict it that way but it's, it's hilarious the fact that the show was made um using microsoft paint is just the evolution from all the way from the first few episodes where you've got uh sassy and big les being introduced with uh <laughs> norton as well in the first episode and the difference between episode one and episode uh like season four episode one is crazy the level going from one end to the other uh, maybe I can pop up a couple of comparison pictures up here for those watching, for those listening. You're going to have to go look it up for yourself. I'll put a couple of links in the bio just so that you can go have a have a check. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there will be links there as well. Um, it's so much fun. So I'm going to get into some of the characters we've already spoken about. The, the Sassy. Sassy is a Sasquatch who is high 24-7. There is a clip that I'll play in a second where he was not high for a total of 20 minutes, I want to say. And that 20 minutes, I'm freaking the fuck out. And he's like, and his like, hair's been pulled back. <laughs> so I'll play the clip now. You remember that time you went on 20 minutes without one hit? You all right, mate? Oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, quick, have that, mate. How you feel? What are you talking to me? And as you saw in it, it's just like, it's so funny, the concept of like a Sasquatch who has to be high all the time. Uh, and the idea of like him and him and Donnie. Donnie is also like, the, not the sidekick, but like one of the other main characters to the Big Les show. Uh, and he's first introduced when, I think it wasn't until episode 11 of season one where they go to where they accidentally end up in tumor island and i think donnie's like with sassy partying in the uh the grove area of this island even though they're surrounded by tumors sassy what the fuck who's mate scaling ah les linos sassy what the fuck's going on i've been waiting on the beach for so long waiting for you to come here and you've been here having a fucking party in the fucking jungle Ah, got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Here it is. I'm sorry, is this some fucking jungle piss up party? Fucking if it is. Tumors are like a background character. They might as well be a main character, but the story behind them is hilarious. It's like, I think one of the guys Jared hired, either or Jared himself, like, actually makes, like, the, he, he came up with the sounds, I can't remember what it was, but like, they were just screaming at each other. Just like it, when they were recording the show, they'd go, <laughs> and, and just like the, I can't even do it. Like that was a terrible interpretation, but I'll play some of the sounds now. Fuck yeah. And like when you listen to them, they are truly terrifying. <laughs> But whoever came up with that is is a genius because like as soon as you hear the tumor sound you're like you think of tumors tumors where are they like it's, it's just this genius uh idea of a, of a background character 
And the fact that the background slash main characters have just as much of a presence as Big Les himself. Big Les is Leslie Mackerel, who lives in South Australia <laughs> on the, the street seafront with his son, Quinton, uh, and Quinton Little Rascal. Uh, for anyone who is Australian who's listened to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you got. Uh, oh, one of my favourite quotes from Bidlez, I think it was within episode 5, he, Quinton is giving him a present for Father's Day, and he's talking, he opens up the package, and he just goes, there's three things I hate in this world, Norton, cats, and bubbleheads, and Quinton's giving him a bloody bubblehead for, for Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> three things I hate in this world. Norton, cats, and fucking bubbleheads. Father's Day! And it's just, all of this makes no sense without context. But when you watch the clip, you will you see for yourself just, the, just like, the stupidity, but also the hilarity behind like the thought of a father looking after a kid, you know, expecting that kid to come up with a really good present for father's day even though he's got zero funds <laughs> so yeah that's one of my one of my favorite clips oh there's also so mike nolan like i said earlier some of the i wouldn't say mike mike is one of the main characters in the show uh, but he doesn't really become predominantly a main character until i'd say season two but season one, he's sort of introduced. He uh, one of my favourite clips uh, is where he like they're having a discussion him and Les while they're on Tumor Island in episode season one episode eleven, and he smokes and he's smoking all the time, right? And you you see it throughout season one where he's just smoking and he's not exhaling. Like I think you see him exhale once, and this conversation between Mike and and Les is like. He, how he describes it is like you if you take a sip of coke do you spit out afterwards in the same ratio to smoking and then exhaling and Les <laughs> is like you're gonna get slapped by the hard dick of cancer <laughs> so play the clip now so you're telling me when you have a smoke you smoke the whole lot without breathing it out that's how you're supposed to do no it isn't that's how you fucking die <laughs> so you're telling me you go to the server, you buy a can of coke, and you take one sip of that coke and you spit it out. How else will that clench your thirst? You're fucked up. How long have you been smoking for? 48 years. And how old are you? 52. You're gonna fucking die of lung cancer, mate. You're gonna get punched in the face by the long dick of cancer. <laughs> oh, dear. Gets me every time, guys. It really does. And Mike Nolan... And is, has his own show later on, which debatably is just as good as big as the Big Les show in itself, and is hilarious in its own. I'm not going to put clips of that yet in because I'd love to just do a full podcast just on the Mike Nolan show, because it has just got so much uh, depth to it as much as uh, Big Les himself. But Mike Nolan, like one of um, one of those characters who just has the ability to come in, even though he's just a background character to begin with, becomes a main character and is hilarious throughout it. Uh, so yeah, big up Mike Nolan. Uh, there's also, oh yeah, there's, so we've got Clarence who 
Clarence, you potato-headed. <laughs> guy. He's one of these freaky alien dudes who they can't truly make out what he's made out of or, like, what he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point they figure out that he's immortal, basically. But if you shoot him, he still feels the pain, like, years later. And this idea was that Clarence is um, just, like, bullied throughout rigorously throughout the entire show. Uh, he's just one of those characters who's really nice to everyone, but he's just an easy target, and he just friggin' just gets constantly bullied. One of these clips where he's, like, hanging off the back of the truck as they're escaping in season two from the prison, and he's, like, saying, can one of you lads, you know, let me in? Let me into the truck? Because I'm hanging off the back of the truck right now. And then you just hear Les say, Shh. oh, do you ever shut up? <laughs> he's still hanging off the back of the truck. Oh, my God, it gets me every time. It really does. Oh, can someone please make some room so I can squeeze in there with you guys? Oh, my God, do you ever fucking shut up, Clarence? It's so silly. And... I think when Clarence is first introduced, he's just like, oh, hello, friends. And hello, friends. <laughs> hello, friends. It's so sad, but it's also so, like, they're the only people in, in the entire town he speaks to, and they're his only friends, and they all bully him relentlessly. It's, it's funny, but it's also really sad. It's a contradiction in itself. Uh, but, yeah, Clarence is just brilliant he, he's he's such a comic like he's one of those characters like he becomes a main character as well in his in his own right and is continuously funny throughout food like see oh, oh three mandarins oh oh a mandarin two mandarins oh Three mandarins! Where he's literally bought a $1 scratchy, $1 scratch card from Donnie at his store. And Donnie charges him 50 bucks for, <laughs> for the card. And it's so silly. Like, Clarence is just taken advantage of. But the whole premise of, of that episode is that, oh, he gets three mandarins. Oh, oh, three mandarins. And then he, he after he gets, like, one million Australian dollars or whatever it is, he like loses this one dollar scratchy, and this whole episode is based around Clarence like having to pay fifty bucks for a one dollar scratchy, and then getting millions of pounds, and then losing it because Sassy smokes the <laughs> the winning ticket uh, as a way to get high. Oh, just the the ideas like it's these, it's as if like a bunch of guys have got together and no one says no to any idea they just chuck them out on a piece of paper and they just roll with it and it's brilliant it's that idea of having the divine child of your like your inner child just like jumping out of the page and just jumping onto a screen and that's why they're so popular because they're just genius in their own right they are literally if, if there's like a, an award ceremony for internet fame they should be high up there they should be super high up there because the talent it takes to be able to come up with the ideas for the storyline and then also produce it and create four seasons of it over like something like 10 years i think they first released it in like 2012 which is madness to think and they've still continued it and i, they, I think their most recent release was 
2021 about a month ago so wow just brilliant all around brilliant so there's that oh so you've got a couple of other characters who aren't major characters but i still think they're they're brilliant so you've got like i don't know his full name i just know him as bird or owl he's like he's just like i'm crazy i'm crazy i'm crazy i'm fucking crazy i fucking save your breath you feathered fuck and he's like he's not really introduced but he's just one of the boys and he's just like the owl who just smokes weed with the sasquatches and big les uh, and he's just out there. He's he's a fun character. You've got Warning Guy, who's as as in the name. He's the Warning Guy at the uh, tower, the light tower on the edge of. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the name of the town, which is terrible. I should know the town, but where Big Les lives, he's in the lighthouse, and he's first introduced in season one, where he's like, "Everybody, get into the water! Everyone, into the water!" Be a fucking shark! Because <laughs> he's Scottish for some reason. He's based in Australia. And he's like, there'll be a shark. It's <laughs> so good. And he turns out to be one of the Kingdom Comeians who survived uh, Kingdom Come's explosion. And he is super strong, super strength, just like Big Les. And we don't realise like these characters are super strong or any of this until much later on into the series when they fight the tumours and this is why it makes Mike Nolan's like ability to keep up with them brilliant because he has this ability to uh, like he's human he's got no special powers or anything and yet he's still able to keep up with the lads so genius genius so you've got warning guy you've got bird person you've got Clarence you've got Donnie God um um uh I'm freaking the fuck out. Boys in blue, boys. Boys in blue. What's going on? You've got, um, oh, Simon Sniffcock. Good evening, I am Simon Sniffcock. Like, not introduced until season two, but he does get reoccurred a couple of times. Like, when I, I should play, uh, <laughs> when I introduce the Taylor's Tales podcast sometime, I'll just go, hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Simon Sniffcock. What's on the scene, Donnie Sniffcock? And it's like, it's just so stupid. It's just like this idea of uh, giving some of the characters the most ridiculous names for the stupidest jobs. Uh, can you imagine introducing someone like that seriously on a, on a BBC show? But yeah, genius, absolute genius. And we've got the tumours themselves uh, who are, like, as I've said, the noises they make crazy. <laughs> And the yellow design behind them is just like whoever designed them it's like they're terrifying themselves they go from like these cute banana people to being terrifying sharp teeth jumping at you being shot at making crazy sounds uh, and when you're on tumor island or if you're in like the attack of the tumors or tumor island part two or tumor island part three there is a character who reoccurs throughout these uh, places and it, I call him sick guy because he just repeatedly pukes up every time you see him and he looks half dead oh yuck fuck look my necklace in the sink ah! Ah! he's got my neck he's got my neck ah! He 
broke my neck! Uh, and he has this really weird voice where he's like, Oh no, they've broken my neck! Oh, oh, oh no! Oh. And he's just, it's just so stupid. Like the concept behind him is this, this guy who's half dead, who's always puking on himself, and is always just getting killed immediately. So yeah, that's 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 sick guy. He's, uh, I don't know if there's any other name for him. So yeah, those are the, the background characters. Uh, there's also bad guys like Bumble Brutus, Cecil the Sasquatch. I am Cecil the Sasquatch. What? Nothing. Cute name. Cecil the Sasquatch is a sick name. <laughs> Just like Beatles. Uh, and it's, it's hilarious, like when you're introduced to some of these characters, you don't realise like how the main characters are throughout the entire series but these characters are just in for one episode and they just disappear basically uh, but they they have a great mark on the show and some of the other things I spoke about superpowers I think I don't think it's until Attack of the Tumors we realise like how powerful some of the main characters are because uh, like Les gets thrown off a building which is hilarious in itself because of the sound he makes which I'll play now oh my god And it's you don't realize how powerful he is because the like, he just gets thrown off a building and he just like whatever just what just under dust off the shoulders and he's just like ready to go again uh, or he like jumps onto a tumor pterodactyl thing and then he flies off it's just yeah I mean madness absolute madness so yes there's all those those things all those characters and I've spoken about season one and two. Season three is is genius as well, where you've got season one where you just introduced to the characters. Season two, you get into a little bit of like, oh, we've got to do something about the tumors, uh, and you have like attack of the tumors, where they come to the main area of Brown Town. That's it, got it, Brown Town. Remembered it now. So Les and the boys live in Brown Town, which like the name <laughs> memes, as I said, they're, they're pretty mad, and from brown town you've got uh like they, they they have all the tumors like fill up like crazy dinosaurs like killing everybody destroying everything and the boys like just attack them and go after them and then in season three after they've like semi-defeated the the tumors they have to go back to tumor island to try and stop them and it's like the um introduction to oh me and the boys are going to get together and do some sick sick camp sick camp jobs and I love how they throw that around. Like in the UK, like if you use the C word, like if you use cunt, it's like super rude. But if you say it in Australia, like the, well, it's probably still rude in Australia, but like the the use of it is just hilarious. So funny. So as I said, they, uh, <laughs> the the madness of, of the build, of going from season one to season two to season three, where there's just build ups to the tumors and one of my favorite clips is where in season two i want to say they've flown back to kingdom come to find that it's been blown up and there's two little clips there's a reference to star wars in one of them 
where as they're approaching it, warning guy becomes Obi-Wan Kenobi, basically, and he says, that's no moon, and it's... Guys, we're heading towards some sort of fucking moon. That's not a moon. <laughs> now warning guy's quoting Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's so good, and the you've also got um, where they run out of petrol slash... Uh, Tripper Snipper Juice, which Tripper Snipper episode in itself is is brilliant. Uh, the Tripper Snipper is what Sassy's created, his Sassy Foods, where it's made out of heroin, petrol, uh, marijuana, um, herbs and spices, some lemon chicken, and then like 50 other different drugs put into one. And they uh, realise like Sassy Foods, like it's toxic to anyone who's human but it's actually used as uh, fuel for the spaceship that they get to Kingdom Come, and they run out of fuel, and you have this brilliant section where Sassy's like, I'm quick, quick, quick cooking the herbs and spices, I'm running out of herbs and spices, and I'm cooking my Sassy foods as quick as possible. Well, I'm cooking as fast as I can, we'll cook harder, we run a lot of herbs and spices, fuck. And it's so good, because they're trying to head back to Earth after they realise, like, Kingdom Come's been totally destroyed. Uh, and yeah, so as you can see, like they've they've done designed it really well, where they've gone from season one, where things are just being introduced, season two, where they're getting more information and they're building characters up, and they head to uh, back to town and they have the attack of the tumors, and then you've got season three where they're trying to understand how to destroy the tumors, and somehow Les gets locked up and sent to prison, uh, which is hilarious as well, and they become basically the uh, from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's that. And some of my favourite noises I've made... I know, noises, a little bit strange. But this show has created where I would see my mates and we go... Mm! <laughs> at each other. And I would shout... Mah! as well and you may be thinking Chris that's mental but some of these clips inspired that like this one where Les is having a shout off with a crow and it's so funny in itself is like that noise sticks in my mind where you just think to yourself, like, that's hilarious, just the noise in itself being said, and him having a, you know, being king of the jungle with a crow, and making, yeah, this is my, my land, my, my house. And then there's also, um, where, uh, I think Les walks into Quinton having smoked marijuana for the first time, and he's like, mmm, marijuana, do I smell marijuana? <laughs> I smell marijuana. <laughs> and I just go, every time you're with a mate and you do smell weed, you're like, mmm, marijuana. <laughs> oh, and it's referring to stuff like this, references like this that make me smile. And like I've said many a time, the silliness of it is just bang, 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 one after another. So many quotes that you can just throw in time and time again. Oh, mate, non-stop hilarity, just killing it. There's also 70 bucks, 70 bucks. 70 bucks, 
That's a slab of piss in a pack of Winnie Blues. Get the boys round. Have a good night. Get some bitches over. I could buy that and a pack of Winnie Blues. Get the bitches round. And then Quentin going, you haven't got any bitches, Les. <laughs> yeah, well, you haven't got a game box either. It's quotes like that, like when somebody like says something to you and you're like, oh, that's well expensive. It's just brilliant. You just bring up 70 bucks, 70 bucks. It's just, oh, just these quotes. And then you've also got, oh, I've said three mandarins. Three mandarins. Oh, a mandarin. Two mandarins. Oh, three mandarins. You've also got, oh, popcorn. Oh, you should have got some popcorn like me. Popcorn, like, if you're at the cinema with your mates and somebody buys popcorn and you don't say, oh, can I have some popcorn? And they just look at you and they don't understand the reference. I've never heard of that word in my entire life, mate. Just like, oh no, they, they're not a fan of Big Les because there's a scene where Les is tripping out because he's just had a heroin brownie. Heroin? Did we get wine eyes heroin? And the brownie is like making him trip through reality. And Sassy has to explain to him that it's not popcorn that he's eating, it's popcorn. And like Les does the scene where he's trying to get him to say popcorn rather than popcorn. And again, like the, the idea behind that is just obviously they've tripped tripped out and just come up with some crazy ideas along the way. You've also got Sassy explain to the lads about how like the government's gonna sell weed legally for everybody and the mun the munchies that people get off the hair of off the weed is gonna create more funds for the government and create greater taxes. And they're all like, Well what do you mean, mate? Why why do you think they're gonna have all these taxes? And he's like, I don't know. But I think it's got something to do with the pyramids. I don't know. But I think it's got something to do with the pyramids. And it's relating to obviously the the Illuminati, and it's as if Sassy has like this insider information throughout the entire show that he knows what's going on, and I think he's aware that he's in a show, and therefore he just has like this inside information into like the Illuminati and what's going on in the world. Madness, madness. Oh, another one, another classic, is within that so, so within this one episode of quentin smoking weed there's so many good quotes and you'll always have your mates like if you don't do something and for instance if i'm rock climbing with my mates or if i'm skateboarding or something like that and you can't do a, a trick or you can't do uh or you say you can't do something they'll say fucking pussy fucking pussy <laughs> And obviously, you can say the normal, oh, fucking pussy, mate, but it doesn't sound nearly as funny coming from Donny when you're saying it in the Aussie accent. And it's ten times better because it's said, said out of a place of love as well because it's, it's brilliant. And uh, the show itself, like I've said many a time, season one to three have so many good quotes, so many good quotes. And throwing Clarence out of windows, like, th I mean... We'll end the podcast here on one of my favourite clips of Clarence, where they introduce the, st the backstory behind Clarence. And Clarence turns out to be like a special scientist who is like on a mission to basically try and create this brand new experiment. I don't know what it is, but it creates the tumours. And he creates the tumours 
and by putting his blood in the the tumor mix he basically ex it explodes in his face and he becomes this potato-headed weird thing Glazo, you fucking potato-headed looking drago what's going on and he then looks at his assistant and goes you still want to go on that hot date and they just go get out of here take your bloody science with you and they chuck him in a uh, um a i want to say a spaceship cell and it just like blows off into split space and that's his backstory and just the sequence that you'll see now hey news still want to go on that hot date ah! what the fuck is that no! is brilliant in how they've created it's so funny and the screaming behind it get take your science with you is absolutely fantastic and i love every scene that they've come up with all the stuff i've spoken to merely scratches the surface of the big les show uh but i i loved the research behind seasons one two and three i'm sure i'm gonna find stuff later i'm gonna tackle season four on its own i'm gonna tackle uh the mike nolan show on its own and i think that there's more to, to get from seasons one, two, and three. I've just scratched the surface. But I wanted to make a nice little short podcast on The Big Les Show. As I've said before, it, I love to make this podcast about random silly things. This is a brand new topic that, that I thought would be fun to tackle. And I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've had fun making it and talking about it. So, this has been the Tell Us Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I'll see you next time. <laughs> you fucking drugger.